Can I put my balls in your jaw? Balls. <laughs> okay. What's what's that from? Where he's like, okay. That's Borat. Oh. Okay, well, anyways. It can literally be from anything. You know how he's like, okay. Okay, I'm, nice. My life. Anyways, how's it going? Good. Um, welcome back to the Haters Film Club. Welcome back to Miss Gooby, mm-hmm. who was not here last week. How, yeah. how was your little trip? It was fine, you know, how visiting family... Girl, this is not plugged in. Oh! <laughs> okay, let's try this again. <laughs> As I was saying, um... You know, as visiting family goes, it's definitely nice, it's heartfelt, it's sweet to see family. But then after, like, two days, you're ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But no, it was nice. Um, It's, like, everyone, like, everyone's birthday at the end of August, beginning of September. Like, literally, it's, like, my dad, my stepmom, my... Nona, my nephew, and then it goes into my brother, my stepmom's mom, uh, everybody. Everybody's having a happy birthday. Um, so we had, like, a big party at the pool. Well, here's the thing. So my parents rented out their, like, community, uh, clubhouse, clubhouse? yeah, um, paid, I don't know how much for it. It was a really nice little, like, place where we set up some food that we catered and whatnot <clears throat> and my uh cousins got to play a little set because uh, they have a little band together it's really cute um but right next to the clubhouse is the community pool and so we were all using the pool just fine and this lady comes up and he's like and she was like can i speak to karen and so karen's like yeah that's me and the lady's like you're renting out the clubhouse, right? And she's like, oh. And she's like, yep, we are. And she's like, okay, but you're all, you're not allowed to have a pool party. And we were like, what pool party? Like, we're not having a pool party. We're using the pool, but we're not having, like, a pool party. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, I, we think that some dude that was sitting there complained that we were, like, you know, in his space but i'm like it's a saturday and it's beautiful outside like you can't expect to have the pool by yourself like if you want to be alone at the pool pool. yeah if you want to be alone at the pool build one in your backyard yeah but for real so she had like i think she realized that it really wasn't a pool party she because karen was like all these people are staying at my house it's like so i can't use like the people who are staying at my house can't use my pool because it would have been different if it was like if it was, like, my, my nephew and, like, ten of his friends and, like, just, like, one mom taking care of ten kids, then I would understand that's, like, a safety concern. But, like, every child had a parent with them and, like, most of us were adults. And it was just, like, they were just complaining for no damn reason. Um, and it ended up being fine. But it was fun. I got home Monday night, basically Tuesday morning, because it was, like, midnight when I landed And then I've just been working, working, working. We had an event at my uh, retail store, which was weird, but kind of cool. I don't know. I just personally felt extremely overwhelmed by the amount of people. Like, it's one thing to be, like, social by choice. 
And it's another thing to be forced into a social setting when I really didn't even know what was going on. There'd be so many people asking me, like, when the person is going to play and things like that. And I'm like, I have no information for you because they told me nothing. So I felt like it because, I mean, I've done obviously I work in a theater, so I know what it's like to have big crowds of people. But when I'm told what to do correctly, then I can feel a little bit more comfortable. But I felt like way under communicated and it was just like way too many people but at least I got paid. Yeah, I've just been working. Um, I have officially entered my grandma era. Um, I ordered a Sudoku book, and I got it, I believe, Monday, and I've already solved 200 puzzles. And, yeah, I'm having a blast breezing through these things. Um, yeah, Gabby was out of town last week when the What We Do in the Shadows season finale happened, and I said, sorry, girly, I am not waiting on you to watch that. I know spoilers are about to be everywhere. Well, it's funny, because I haven't seen a single thing! Well, I have. I've seen so much. (laughs) So, Gabby said that she thought the finale was boring. Yeah. Skip ahead if you don't want to hear any of this, or, um don't know what's happening or don't want spoilers but basically like ew you're nasty guillermo finally became a vampire but then nandor knew that he didn't want to be a vampire you're telling me it was fucking boring when he's literally hands on his hands with that stake to his neck oh my gabby they are in love how did, how did you think that was boring? It just felt like, nah, it wasn't as well, it wasn't as fan servicey as it could have been, honestly. Yeah. But I think it was just. But now we're back at square one. I know, but it felt like a, kind of like a cop out. I'm sorry. It kind of made so. like the whole season feel like, okay, what was that for? It adds to the angst. Mm. Because now Nandor, he loves Gizmo, right? Mm. And Gizmo doesn't want to be a vampire at this moment in time he's a human again and nandor knows that apparent eventually guillermo is going to grow and age and he's going to be the same and that just puts a strain on the relationship you know right <laughs> it's juicy can't I wait for I'm the next season irritation bump on the inside of my nose this time i didn't even freaking... i didn't even know that was possible i didn't either so anyways, let's jump into the actual. Hi, what nose rings do you have? Because mine keep getting caught in my nose and it fucking hurts. Mine's only a semicircle. With a ball at the end? Yeah, like that. You see? Oh, see, yours has the ball though? Yeah. I wish mine had the freaking ball because it keeps getting... Balls! It literally <laughs> keeps coming in and then like switching. And so sometimes it'll get like stuck inside the skin here. It hurts so bad. Ew. I need to figure this out. Um, I'm tired of it. Go to Spencer's. That's all I got to say. This is what I, I got it from Spencer's. Oh, never mind. Um, you'll be all right. Anyways, the movie of the year for gay people, excluding Barbie, just came out. Bottoms. And we were so, so, so excited to see it. If you haven't seen it yet, um, you're homophobic unless you live in Florida because Ron DeSantis would probably have every single person stepping foot into that theater instantly assassinated. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, do you want to give, like, before we really jump into it, just want to give, like, 
overall impressions and how you felt about it? Um, I loved it. Personally, I just found it so freaking funny. Um, everyone... I don't know what's fun. I think, personally, for me, what I find funnier about... What is this? You're holding it too close to your mouth, and it's gonna sound bad. Uh, Ew. Um, the funny thing for me is when I watch, like, comedy movies like this, it almost is funnier the idea of thinking of them on set and, like, people, like... (laughs) <laughs> the idea of like them going back and forth and like I'm sure there were like takes where people were trying not to laugh and things like that. Yeah. And I don't know, I find it so much funnier when I watch like some sort of comedy bit. I'm gonna try to picture them if it was like a live show or if I was like actually on set with them and that makes it more funny than if it were just like on a screen. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Kinda like the like it just feels more real when I'm like, okay, I know that this this person is playing a character and they're doing it so well and they're <laughs> this is just like a funny bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um I loved it. Gave it 5 stars. I was literally in that theater like about to pee my pants. There were some points where I was laughing so hard that I really thought I was going to throw People up. People were like getting up from their chair like Yeah, like, like it so was good. so funny. My fault, I brought the homophobic chicken to the movie theater. Yeah, Gabby did sneak Chick-fil-A into the movie theater. Um, We will not be forgiving her. Um, I needed a chicken sandwich. Chicken sandwich. Um, So basic, basic plot rundown. Obviously, we don't want to give away, like, everything. But beware, there will be spoilers. We always say basic plot rundown. And and then we give the whole plot. Okay, so that was a basic... (laughs) Um, so we have Josie and PJ, they're high school seniors, I think, because they're talking about college, and they're like, hey, we have to go to this party, um, we'll, we can't be loser gay people anymore, we need to make a move on these girlies, um, so they go to this fair, and they're leaving the fair, and Josie has her eyes on this girl, Miss Isabel or Isabella? It's Isabel, right? I think it's Isabel. Yeah. And so, um, her, Isabel, and her boyfriend, played by our mans from, uh, Red, 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 And so then they get called to the principal's office and they're like, oh, you know, we're just practicing for our fight club. And they're like, oh, what? And then they're like, yeah, we're teaching self-defense classes because there's all these assaults on campus of these women. And really the whole purpose behind it is... I kind of... I don't... Why didn't that go anywhere, though? What do you mean? Like, the actual assaults that were happening on camp, like campus. like. I mean, it just supported their argument of a so. need for it, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But um, their whole motivation behind the fight club is to get some cooch because they're like if we're wrestling we're in the moment we're chest to chest it's intimate we might start making out this does not happen (laughs) they're literally in the school gymnasium beating the shit out of each other pj breaks her nose everybody's walking around school with black eyes if you've seen fight club you know you know um they rope this teacher in (laughs) to be their sponsor and he 
is so funny. He's going through a divorce. What's his name? Marshawn like, that's something. His, that's the actor's name? Yeah. He's, he's like an actual football player. Oh, is he? Yeah. And um, he's going through a divorce, and as the as he gets involved in this women's group, he starts to teach his class about feminism and everything and why women matter. <laughs> um, but yeah, then the whole, of course, everything comes out that they're like only in this for the coochie. Oh, a big part of it is... an 80 for Brady. No way. Okay, 80 for Brady. Um, it all comes out. There was also a plot that they had a rumor going around that they had been to juvie and that's mm. why they know how to fight so well. Mm-hmm. And it comes out that they were never in juvie why they wanted this fight club, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Chloe's doing really bad right now. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> I don't want to give everything away. I think everybody should go see it. Um, One thing that I did want to point out, and I did point out to Gabby at the end of the movie, this is an R-rated movie. The trailers, the poster, everything says teen, lesbian, incel, comedy, horny, like, those are the words. So you're going in thinking this is going to be the most raunchy thing in the world. Might see some booby action. Might see some wiener action. You never know. This is a movie about teenagers, high schoolers. Sex is implied. Yeah. Nudity is implied. We do not see it. Mm-hmm. Sam Levinson, take notes, babe. Please. This is how it's done. <laughs> we got it. We understood this is, it. This is why we need more films written by, by women. women. <laughs> um... Also, I really loved the use of just, like, over-exaggerating everything. Mm. Like, um, the football players, they're stupid. The quarterback is literally a toddler. Like, he's walking around eating Cheerios. He's crying over a boo-boo. Right. Um, Everybody's catering to him. It was very chuggy. (laughs) Yeah, very chuggy. But, like, self-aware. It was very much self-aware, like, over dramatization of like high school well what i hierarchy the way that i kind of interpret it is it's like through pj and josie's perception so if this was like them retelling it that it would be like way over exaggerated like oh he's such a baby like i barely tapped him and he collapsed to the ground and screamed yeah or they've got over the intercom like can the two ugly gays come to the principal's office and they know they're talking about them And just, like, there's a bunch of other things in there. Like, everybody's die hard about football. Like, football runs the entire school. And they're not actually learning anything in class. Like, you look at the whiteboard and it's just a bunch of made-up lesson plans and stuff like that. So I really enjoyed that. That was funny. Um, oh yeah, another thing that I really liked. I feel like in a lot of queer content these days, like, the main thing about it is, like, Oh no, I'm gay. How do I tell people? Are people going to accept me? We are two seconds into this movie and they're like, we're lesbians. Let's go get some cooch. Let's go. Like, the sexuality isn't, like, they're lesbians, but it's not the entire personality of this movie. I think that was something that we kind of talked about when we did our little Pride movie um, ranking, rating, whatever we did. Um, if you go back to that, I remember saying something about, like, there's so many of these movies where it's, like, the taboo of being gay. Yeah. And it's, like, it's nice to see where it's, like, it's not, like, the the two main in- love interests are women, and it's not, like, a, like, a oh, 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 kind of thing. Yeah. Like, if anything, 
like it's normalized it's normalized right it, it's like if it were a heterosexual couple it's just like they don't treat it any different like it's just it's the same it's the same kind of vibe if you look at like the the what was the one that miss J. law just did jennifer lawrence yeah no hard feelings no hard feelings like the the dorky virgin guy trying it like it it has that same kind of like funny like dorky virgin but like they don't play into the fact that they're gay as like a like a plot plot point, point. Yeah. yeah well one thing that I, they actually do address it in the movie because Josie's like oh you know our school has a really big gay problem and Peter's like no it doesn't and it's literally cuts to like somebody in the hall being like OMG, love that top, bro. Like, some gay dude, very effeminate, again, very over-exaggerated. And he's like, oh, thanks, man. Like, it's uh, it's shown that, like, yes, like, nobody cares in this movie. Like, it's just a thing. Um, And then, yeah, another big thing with this, I saw, I think it was either today or yesterday. It's like, Bottoms had an 11-something million dollar budget, and they've only made, profited not profited but just made 4.3 million i want to say and people are like um not people are like let me me see what i'm trying to say well the reasoning behind this is there's so many limited screenings i think it's only showing in seven states really yeah in total i think so that's crazy yeah (laughs) that's why you see like a bunch of people being like um pov you're gay and bottoms is showing only an hour away from you and it's like them in the car driving to it so thank god it's only like 15 minutes away from us Mm -hmm. um but yeah we again the venue we were in was very small like no posters hanging up you know what i mean the (laughs) auditorium um so yeah just like the need for society to give screens at least one screen Mm -hmm for people to come and show up like it's funny obviously it it's drawing people in you've got big names attached to it and i think more people should have access to the movie i agree yeah um let the people see it let the people see it ron DeSantis, please Fuck ron DeSantis. hate that man i think i just saw something today that said that um trump no longer like qualifies to run for office good <laughs> President Trump. President Trump. President Trump, please save us. Um, any standout moments from it? Things you liked, things you didn't like? I personally I'll say I really liked um the I liked the romance in the sense that like it's hard to see lesbian specifically lesbian characters um in a way that isn't so like raunchy like i mean it was still raunchy in the sense that like obviously like it wasn't sexual right right there's so much um fetishization of women loving women you know uh, afab kind of couples that it's it's good to see and almost refreshing to see, you know, just genuine, like, heart, heart teen, heartthrob teen comedy, like, just about gay girls. And it's not, like, it's not, se- like, overly sexy. It's not overly graphic or anything like that. It's just, like, 
casual rom-com love and it's not like weird that it's two girls it's just it just so happens to be two girls yeah um i would have to say like the main tagline of the movie is an empowering women or an empowering movie for women but only the hot ones which yeah of course i'm joking um (laughs) but yeah definitely during the movie like you see they have selfish reasons behind starting this club at their school but at the end like it all really works out for them all because they have like this group of solidarity they all Mm -hmm. come together in the end they're sharing deep things with each other they're becoming friends and there to support each other girl power um final thoughts on bottoms um none trying to think (laughs) oh soundtrack smacked oh yeah big time um yeah i just really appreciated a nice fun movie you know it didn't feel like it was trying too hard if if anything it felt like you know they were letting most of the actors just run for it and then having to like cut down on some of their like long ass improv yeah (laughs) like even um Ayo's little moment where she's talking about people betting on her like (laughs) taking fights in juvie I'm like I know that was probably like 20 minutes of improv that they had to like somehow cut down into like five six minutes i was laughing so hard during that moment is i thought that she was just pulling all the things she was saying straight from like the plot of hunger games because she's (laughs) like and all these people you're in an arena and they're betting on you and and sometimes you have to kill them that's that's what i understood yeah that was definitely just the plot of the hunger yeah what she said she said uh and they send you little parachutes there there was reapings (laughs) so funny so yeah the director of this movie, Miss Emma Seligman, she also directed a nice little-known movie, Shiva Baby, which we've mentioned a couple times on here. Um, this one is on HBO right now. If you have not seen this movie, go watch Pause. it. Pause this podcast. Go watch it, please. It is an incredible movie. Um, let me see. So the very, very basic plot as we like to say. Here, let me handle this one. Oh, okay, go for it. So we've got um, Rachel Sennett. I don't even remember her name in the movie. I don't either. Whatever. She's uh, hooking up with some guy. We realize it's a sugar baby kind of situation because uh, he's giving her, like, hence, gifts and money. Hence the name of the movie. Hence the name of the Shiva movie, Shiva Baby. baby. Um, she has to go to a Shiva, which, if you don't know what that is, is... Uh, basically the Jewish, like, of, like the Jewish funeral, funeral yeah, so once someone passes, they'll host to, a shiva. To me, from a Christian perspective, it looks like the, um, the wake. Not, we don't even call it a wake. We just call it, like, the after Memorial party or service. something. <laughs> I don't know, something like that. <laughs> the part where you go into the church hall and eat some mashed potatoes. Right. So there's a whole bunch of people there, um, so she has to go to the shiva, she's, like, disheveled, like, she's just, like... The quirky, you know, girl gone wrong kind of of the family. Yeah. Um, well, she's an only child. Well, I'm saying like in the community. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, that was my bad. In the community, <laughs> she's like the oh, are you still doing that kind of like me as a dance? Like, so what do you want to do with your dance degree? Yeah. <laughs> Hard question. Um. Anyway, 
So she's at this shiva, and she realizes it at this shiva is her sugar daddy, or one of her sugar, or the, the sugar, sugar okay. daddy. Yeah. That's what I thought. Um, and he's there with his wife and child, and she's like, oh, as well as her ex-girlfriend is also there. Um, basically, it just becomes like this whole shit show where she's like trying to send her sugar daddy nudes while at the shiva while he's with his family she leaves her phone in the bathroom yeah she spills stuff all over herself it's she's just messy 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 relatives left and right she's kissing her ex-girlfriend it's Crying. it's all happening at once yeah and that's shiva baby that's shiva baby um that was a good that was a good little was, that was one. pretty good i'll say that my experience with this i think i watched it 2021 like, right when it was released on HBO. Um, and this movie was an experience. I had anxiety from start to finish. Because this was definitely, like, yeah, this would have been right around 2021. Because this would have been when I was about to graduate college and I had no job lineup. I had no idea what I was going to do. And, of course, everybody's asked me, like, what are your plans? What are you doing? Do you want to go to grad school? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? So I, like, saw myself in this movie giving me extreme anxiety. And just, you know, like, family events, you're just there. Where you're, like, making the pleasantries with, like, family you don't see that often. And you're not, like, buddy-buddy with and can't joke around with. And you're, like, creepy uncle. Yeah. I don't have any of those in my family. Creepy uncle. Thankfully, I do not. Monica was telling me, my stepsister Monica was telling me something raunchy that my step uncle did, and it's like so nasty. Ew. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and it's like, well, that's your blood, and I'm like, okay, that blood has also been arrested multiple times for drunk driving, and y'all still let him back in the house. Oop. So, what is it? Hey, brother. He did do Jimmy Buffett song, so. Some people laying down there. R.I.P. Jimmy. Cheeseburger in paradise. They used to play that on the morning announcements at my elementary school. That's so random. When they would play the um the lunch menu of the day. Like no. what was going to be served in the cafeteria. Was there a cheeseburger? I don't know. I didn't get school lunch. Mm-hmm. I had a PB&J in my bag. Uh, what was your experience? watching this oh also my most recent experience was when i had a five hour delay at the airport so a movie that i decided made me extremely anxious i said yeah i'm gonna watch this while i'm anxious at the airport and i had a great time oh that's like when we watched fresh at the airport i was like i was having heart palpitations (laughs) by the time i was boarding that plane but um i can't remember what when i watched this or I think it was, like, within the last year or so, because I kept on begging you to watch it. You're right, because it was here. Yeah. Um, that's about it. <laughs> what I do like about it, I mean, it's not, like, a one-shot, but there's a lot of certain scenes that are, like, kind of, um, what's the word, structured like a one-shot. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, awkwardly long moments where you're, like, when is it going to cut to the next thing? Especially, yeah. like, in, like, TikTok YouTube culture that we live in now, like, where it's, like, sentences are cut off. So, like, whenever they take a breath in, it's, like, already on to the next sentence. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, these kind of moments where you're, like, forced to sit in the silence where it's, like... Where you're, like, thinking too much to yourself and you're like, what's going to happen next? I would say that um, Emma Seligman would be a really good horror director as well. Because just the way that, like, some things were shot or framed 
was like all of a sudden she'd turn around and there'd be like some elderly aunt behind her like do you know where the bagels are <laughs> or it'd be yeah just like that really tense like her and her mom would kind of just be like staring down at each other like what are you expecting me to do right now mm-hmm. yeah and then yeah it's just tense makes me anxious it's a funny movie once isn't, you go back and watch it. Isn't Rachel Sennett both not Jewish she and is not gay? not Jewish, not gay, but we still <laughs> love her. Yeah, when I heard she was not Jewish, that, like, blew my mind. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean she's not Jewish? But, yeah. There you go. She's still got that Middle Eastern look. Yeah. She's definitely something else. She's she can't something. just be white. I don't know. We'll, we'll Google her. Yeah. We'll... I'll Give put it a Google. I'll put in the subpoena to twenty three and me. Give it a <laughs> um, how do you think that Emma's style slash directing traits have changed between the two movies? Um, I think I think they're still very similar in the sense where she's like not afraid to over exaggerate things. Like mm-hmm. obviously. She works a lot with, from what I've noticed, and kind of what you said earlier, she works a lot with, it's like a third, like it's, you know, it's a movie in the third perspective, but it almost plays it as if it were a retelling of someone's memory. Mm -hmm. So obviously there's going to be things. So like if you're at a Shiva and you've got a million things that you're already worried about, and then, you know, like you said, Granny comes out of nowhere (laughs) asking where the bagels are, like the way that it's kind of, like, made to feel like if it was someone retelling you, like, what happened in their perspective, I mm-hmm. think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Because um, that way it kind of, it gives, it gives like, validity almost to the over-exaggeration where it's not like there was no reason for them to be, like, out in the rain, like, crying over his broken knee, but then it's <laughs> like, when you're like, okay, you're in the situation and you suddenly see them, like overreacting to something like that like so it's pretty i don't know i've i think changed though the colors obviously are very different yeah i was gonna say bottoms is very colorful shiva baby obviously to shiva everybody's dressed in black um very solemn atmosphere very like new york very they are in new york yeah bottoms could be anywhere yeah i have no clue where that is but it's very like it's giving the same energy of, like, Palm Springs. Yeah. Like, vibes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not like the movie Palm Springs. I mean, like... Oh, I know, I know. The, the area. Of, the look of Palm Springs. The location. The geographical location. Um, any other things on Shivert Baybert? <laughs> I really want a bagel. I really wanted I, to order a bagel I this morning. I really would love a salmon bagel right now. Yeah. That sounds delicious. I work right next to a bagel shop, and I should have gone before work, but I didn't want to be late, and then I was the only one there, so I was like, damn, I could have gone. Bagel. Dang. Dang. Can I get you anything? A gun! <laughs> um, so yeah. Ooh. Let me make sure this is still recording. hey Okay. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to poop. Oh, okay. Do you need me to... Well, we can ah! keep going for a minute. Okay. Well, anyways, I'm going to dip in super duper, super, super duper quick right here to give you guys... I Honestly, I couldn't find very much on the topic, but I really tried. 
I wanted to dig in and be like, what is like the history of the queer comedy? Like, where are the origins? Where did it come from? What was the first funny movie? You tell me. So I didn't get very much, but I did get some. So we're going to tell you that right now. Um, my source is a Slacker article. Come on, Slacker. Oh, I mean Stacker. Oh. <laughs> Come on, Slack. Come on, Stack. You have to use Slack. Yeah. For the Pride Student Union okay. at UF. Yeah, I hated Slack. Um, but the article is called A History of LGBTQ Plus Representation in Film. And I'm just going to break down a couple things for y'all. Let me see. So, in all the way back in 1894, we get the very first queer representation, quote-unquote, on screen with the Dixon Experimental Sounds film, in which it showed two men dancing, and this sent shockwaves through the world. (gasps) Just like in- They might as well be putting on the porn. Yeah. Just like in Beauty and the Beast when they had the two dudes dancing and theaters were, like, refusing to show it in Texas. Really? The live-action one. You don't remember that? No. Yeah. Because they were like, LeFou was gay! <laughs> um, so, yeah. Then, all the way in 1915 in the film A Woman with Charlie Chaplin, this features him dressing as a woman to trick two men into kissing each other the horrors and then oh okay this was <laughs> i'm trying to interpret my notes so yeah a lot of the early depictions of gay characters portrayed them as really just a joke so we see this with um all these movies i'm talking about by the way most of them i've never seen them before so apologies but in 1916 we get behind the curtain which was another Charlie Chaplin movie, I believe, and this was our first gay gag in which a character gagged. I'm gagging them right now. Gag serve. Gag Gag serve slay. Um, But, anyways, in which a character imitates a feminine gay man. So they were making fun of the gays. Um, And then in 1934, we get the Hayes Code. And this did not allow depictions of gay characters for about 30 years in the media. Yeah. And this leaded to a lot of queer-coded villains. And that is actually a topic that I want to do another day. But um, the Maltese Falcon gives us the very first queer-coded villain. And then finally, in 1968, the Hayes Code is lifted, bringing about the Camp Revolution in the 70s with Rocky Horror Picture Show and John Waters coming onto the scene with movies like Pink Flamingos, Divine, Polyester, Hairspray. It's Hairspray! Okay. Um, and just for our little straighty listeners, camp is defined as deliberately exaggerated in theatrical behavior or style, serving camp serving face serving serving right now what if i was a a waitress and i said i'm serving serving right now slay or the 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 one picture from the met gala (laughs) serving camp camp right in the eye is this camp in the room with us right now yeah and so then it just kind of like evolved over the years like in 1995 we got two wong 
Foo, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar, which is like a little drag comedy. And it just kind of like evolved over the years to where we are now. Um, I did want to say like early 2000s continued to give us the homophobic tropes and gay exaggerations. And I'd say probably within the last five years is when we've seen like more acceptance, say since like maybe 2014. Because 2015 is when gay marriage was legalized. I'd say since like 2014 is when we started to see and, more positive you know, depictions. When I was in the third grade, I thought that, that I was gay. Because my uncle was, and I told my mom, and yeah, I kept my, my room straight. I told my mom, tears running on my face. She's like, Ben, you love girls since before pre-K. Sure enough, guess she had a point. <laughs> I could do the whole song, y'all. <laughs> um, any thoughts on the... The queer comedy what's the first one that comes to mind for you queer comedy comes to mind uh, how about the story of your birth oh because <laughs> <laughs> you're a joke no i got it <laughs> thanks um that's so funny because most co like queer movies i think of are like so excruciatingly sad. <laughs> oh, that too. Well, that. Yeah. They're either really. Yeah, all the ones that were on the list were like, Moonlight makes history in 2016. I'm like, girl, that's not a comedy. Yeah. It, I'm not laughing in that movie. I'm crying in that movie. I'm not joking, bitch! Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm trying to think. Damn. Exactly. There's like none, which is why I couldn't find anything on the subject. So I guess I'm going to have to sit down and make my own research paper. Apparently. Is what I'm hearing. So. Go ahead. Uh, An MLA formatting? At all. <laughs> so what's your final thoughts on the whole, on the whole of everything we just talked about? On the whole? Yeah. Um, oh, I have to share a story real quick. So, you know, Troy Sivan. Just put out, yeah, he put out the Rush limited Remix. edition, no, the oh. limited edition vinyl uh -huh. with the glory hole. Yes. And I had to have it. Oh, you got it? Well, then also I'm on the website. It says anything that you purchase relating to Rush's merch gives you 20% off of the vinyl package of oh. like the actual album, including a signed postcard from Choice of On. Ah. I said, well, I got to have it. So I add both to my cart and I go to check out. And it's like $175. I'm like, what in the world? And the shipping was like $50. Good lord. And I'm like, what the heck? And so I'm like, well, whatever. I got to have it. Girl, I was on the Australian website. Oh, God. I was not on American. I was not American. Did you fix it, though? No. It's too late. The Rush vinyl was already sold out Damn. on American website. So I'm just going to suck it up. You got my hubby. Is it just the one song? Yeah. What? Yeah, they do that all the time. I, I know, but is it like a full-size vinyl? Yeah. A full-size vinyl with one song? Yeah. Why? They do that all the time. I've seen the small ones. Yeah. Well, actually, I do think it is a 7-inch. Might be a 7-inch. I didn't read the details. I added to my cart and I left. But I have a couple. I will, to the day I die, torture and kill myself over me not purchasing also i had no credit card back then so i had no way of getting no money at all but back when um that one lana good lord what is that album called 
Lust for Life, when Lust for Life came out and she had put out the love single and she released the heart-shaped vinyl, I had it. It was there on the Urban Outfitters website. I saw it in stock and I never got it. And I will cry about that till the day I die. I'm so sorry. Yeah. What were we talking about? (laughs) Final thoughts. Oh yeah, final thoughts. Uh, Obviously, we need more queer comedies. We need it. We need more. Uh, The public demands... The public wants to see. The public is enjoying. Yeah, no more barrier gays. No more barrier gays. No more treat, sad gays. Treat gay couples like you would any other rom-com. No more AIDS dying. Because even like Red, White, and Royal Blue still had that kind of like taboo kind of. Yeah. Because like, he couldn't come out because right. he was part of the crown and all that. Yeah. So like, I mean, without like fully erasing the idea of, you know, um, queer hatred you know like that's still gonna yeah. be something that is important to is, talk about yeah but i appreciate almost i mean movies are meant to be like an escape so it's almost like escapism if like if people weren't you know nasty and homophobic all the time we could just be gay and do crime yeah that's that's all i want in life yeah. um what would your crime be if i were to be gay and do crime my crime would be um money laundering okay mine would probably be um stealing some cats oh yeah well like when lady gaga's dogs got stolen did she ever get those dogs back okay um let's get into some questions bestie thomas says gay yes yes uh bestie thomas says gay equals happy or gay equals sexy both sexy gay equals happy equals sexy equals gay you ever have those kids at like your middle school that some of you like you're gay you're gay well gay means happy so gay means happy so i'm I'm happy happy, i'm really happy so so. you mean i'm happy or like oh you mean a bundle of sticks (laughs) oh uh bestie thomas says favorite queer icon I think I gotta go with the classics, uh, Trixie and Katya. That's a good one. There are some good ones. That is a good one. Um. um Haley Kiyoko. Yeah, Haley Kiyoko, lesbian Jesus herself. Mm-hmm. Queen. Um. Kehlani. Oh, Kehlani for sure. For sure. For sure. Uh, Sarah. Me. Sarah Paulson. I love that one video of her that's like, <laughs> yep. you just have to be 80 years yeah. old. Yeah. <laughs> I love lettuce. I love lettuce. <laughs> um, Bestie Nicole says, which is better and your fave, bottoms or but I'm a cheerleader? That is hard. That is really hard. Mm, I have to say, but I'm a cheerleader is better. Mm. Just for, like, that is, like, camp to the max. Oh, right. And I feel like it's it's really making fun of, like, homophobia and people who are homophobic and the whole, like, conversion therapy as a whole. Yeah. And how it doesn't work. I'm gonna stick with bottoms just because I ain't never laugh like that for real. I was... It's so funny. I was about to throw up. I was laughing was so, so hard. Good. Yeah. Made the Chick-fil-A come up. Yeah. I, I want that movie on DVD instantly. Um, Bestie Nicole said, which Bottoms character would you want to get with? Hazel. I'm on my hands and knees begging for marriage right now. I'm a married woman. I'm so sorry. Oh, you're a mar- So you can't say anything? Right. Oh, okay. Apologies. 
Oh, out of respect. Gotta be respect. For my lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bessie Nicole said, what year is the movie set in? Seems like modern day, but the football dude used a phone book and flip phone. I, I originally, when I did see that, and also the lack of cell phones in general in the movie and technology, I originally did think that, yeah, it has to be in like the 2000s Mm -hmm. or something. But then I'm like thinking like the whole school is like accepting. So now I'm like, this doesn't even exist in this universe. Right. Like, this has got to be the multiverse out here. It might be. Honestly. Or maybe he just really likes using a flip phone. I maybe, know. yeah. I would love to use a flip phone. Just get rid of my just iPhone. Just get some track, track phone. Yeah, if you want to reach me, call me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking a little social media break. I'm taking a social break. media break. Um, here's me posting it for everybody to see. I'm back yeah. for me to stay. If you want to reach out to me, the people have my number... Yeah, you guys, know. I'm going If you off. don't have my number, then I don't want you to reach I'm me. going off the grid. It's just really good for my mental health, yeah. so. <laughs> Here's a picture Four of Four weeks later, same person. You guys, I'm back. Um, it was really grounding. To... I went and I <laughs> stood outside in the dirt for ten minutes, and then I came back inside, and I and did. And then I smelled the rain. Yeah, I touched the grass a little bit, then I came back inside, did an hour of TikTok, went back outside, um like picked a flower and that just really healed me yeah healed yeah yeah um nicole said thoughts on soundtrack brought to us entirely by queen charlie yeah absolutely absolutely if that comes on vinyl freaking um when they start playing avril lavigne that killed that when i heard it starting up and i was like please see the way you're acting like somebody else gets me frustrated yeah best use of avril lavigne in any movie also the the, i was peeing my pants when it's like turn around because i just think of diary of a whippy kid and i need you now again and i need you more than ever so good um bestie nicole said the bottom shorts gibby found whatever came of them and what was the purpose gabby wore them to the movie i wore them i did wear them we will we will post the picture for everybody um yeah we really wanted to take because everybody on tiktok has been doing like the trend where they dress up like some loser lesbians and go to the movie take picture of the poster and it's like the audio that's like well the two ugly gays our theater didn't have no poster so we had, I, to, we had to take a picture with, like, the now showing screen. I took a little picture with the now showing screen where you can see the bottoms on my butt and on the on the little poster. Yeah. Um, but I did wear those. Still don't know, like, their origins, but, you know, I'm our, happy I have them. Our theory is that somebody on the cast got or it. production. Or production got it as a wrap gift and had no desire to have them so or maybe didn't fit them or something yeah because they looked unworn yeah like they looked they're white shorts they're white shorts so you can tell if they've been worn and washed (laughs) they looked like they they got them and didn't want them or couldn't fit them and just gave them away yeah uh bestie nicole said which character do you relate to i'm a josie girl because i got no riz (laughs) none um i think I'm very much like Isabel. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I wouldn't agree. Why not? Because she's like chill. And you're goofy. Well, like, okay. Yeah. Then who would you say I was? Maybe that girl that wanted to kill her stepdad. 
<laughs> that girl cracked me up. Yeah. I went to school with so many girls who looked exactly like her. Like you, she really whoever casted her, she looked I just remembered the like ending. a high schooler. Love the ending. <laughs> yeah. Uh ooh, actually, Bessie Nicole said, "Chloe, what's the sentence?" Spoilers for the players they killed. <laughs> Taking off a few months for serving. See you next Tuesday. Yeah, they um they slayed. They served. What's I don't. What's the sentence? Zero years. Zero. Yeah, you get a pass if you serve. Right. Exactly. That's that's how the law works. It's yeah. written in the Constitution. In the Thou who serves, see you next serves. Tuesday, shall not have to serve a sentence. There oh, you go. Right. There you go. Um, and then Bestie Calvin, because I bullied this man. I said, you didn't send a question. He said, I didn't know what to say. So he said, which plant in plants versus zombies is your favorite? And which zombie best represents you? <laughs> Um, for me personally, one of my favorite ones that I like to use in the game has to be that little potato guy. Because when the zombies stop there, they're just like... And then zombie-wise, I'm going to go with my guy on the little pole that he like uses to launch over things. See, I'm going to keep it classic with the pea shooter. Yeah, that's a good one. And zombie-wise, I think I'm the one with like the pan on his head. Oh, I like him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys, this is just in. Two's hurt. Tina has had a baby. It's been a while. I did not know that. Um, what have you watched this week, lady? You want me to go first? I watched the Super Mario Bros. movie, which was really funny because my dad literally bought it on DVD because he hadn't watched it yet, and so we're like, okay, let's go watch it. And then... He fell asleep watching it, and then the joke for the rest of the trip was like, Hey guys, we should watch the new Mario movie. I haven't seen it yet. And it's like, haha, we did watch it. You just fell asleep. Goofy. Um, and then Bottoms, and that's literally all I watched. Because I was like looking through the like free movies that you get when you're on the plane, but my trip was only like an hour, and by the time I like, was done scrolling, I only had like 45 minutes left. And uh, I was nah. not feeling it. Nar. Um, I watched Choose Love. Have you heard anything about this? No. So it's another interactive Netflix movie. Oh, the one that's, like, supposed to be, like, an episode? Yeah, I didn't want to end up with any of the men. I did not think any of them had desirable qualities. Because you were gay. Well, I just didn't like them. Um, and also the one guy from Victorious, every time I see him, he annoys me. Because he's just... Trying too hard. Trying too hard. To, live, to keep living. To keep living. Um... So yeah, I think I ended up with her original dude who had just proposed to her. It was boring. I did not enjoy I, it. I Which, for me being an episode girly, like in high school, you would have thought this was right up my alley, but it wasn't. How many... Raise your hand right now if you played the Demi Lovato episode game. Nope. Wow, no takers. That was a really fun game. Um, then I watched Sausage Party. Oh, I've, I've seen that you one. You have? Yeah, back in, like, the high school. things I put myself through for Seth Rogen. Mm-mm. Lord have mercy. That movie is terrible. Um, I watched Creep, which is a horror movie. And then I watched Bottoms. Um, TV show-wise, me and Gabby just started back up on Shameless again. Uh, I found a show on YouTube called Airline that used to show on A&E back in, like, 2003. And it's literally just a camera crew following flight people around. Um, 
and showing people getting arrested for going crazy and all the crazy stuff that happens at airports. Um, I already am uninterested in it. I think I watched too much of it in one week and I'm over it. Don't want to watch anymore, <laughs> but it is an interesting show. Yeah, that's really it. Um, you want to give us some sounds? Yeehaw! I hate music right now. Okay. Um, let's do... This This one came up pretty recently that I was like, damn, I forgot about that song. Uh, Crush by Duckworth. Oh, dang. I so good. I can't wait to do all night. You know? Yeah. Uh, like, for real, I don't know any you songs right now. Generation, did you? No. I want to say it's on Hulu or something now, but they literally opened the show with that song. You want me to go? <laughs> um, let's do Heated by Beyonce. Let's do End of the Line by Daft Punk. Let's do Linda by Miss Tokicha and let's do DHL by Frank Ocean and let's do Dream Weaver by Gary Wright which is song of the summer he just died he did just die that used to play every Dream single Weaver. yeah I would, it would be 7 a.m and I'd be ringing up some crackhead at Hitchcock's and this song would be blasting over the intercom let's do Percolator by SZA Let's do. Um, you're, you're about to, yeah, what about uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers? Oh my mama! I did that last time. Oh, Whatever. Yeah. That's all the songs I got, y'all. Bub- let's do "Bubbling" by Anderson Pack. And that's where I'll end it. I'm I'm over it. Um. So, yeah, tonight we are going to go see Miss Sarah Sherman of SNL fame. And I told Sam we were going to go see Sarah Sherman. She didn't know who it was, but she's like, sounds like an SNL girl. It <laughs> like, is. It most definitely is. Yeah. Um, who actually, Sarah Sherman was just in the movie, um, You Are So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah. She played the rabbi. And she slayed. I haven't seen it. You saw that movie? It's so good. Gabby, did you not listen to my podcast I'm episode? So sorry. You're so sorry. a whore. I'm so sorry. Yeah, you're I a usually, whore. I usually listen to our podcast. Oh, so she doesn't care way. about me. Listen. Oh, so she doesn't care. I usually listen to it on my way to work, um, but I've barely been at work. I'm so sorry. Mm. Well, anyways, I'll watch it again. It's a really good movie. So I really didn't even know that they were married. Who? Freaking Adam Sandler and Adina Menzel. They're not. Are they not? No. His wife plays the neighbors. I'm confused. Wife. I could have sworn that that was her. No. Mm. They just play husband and wife in the movie, but his actual wife is also because in the movie. Because they also play husband and wife in Uncle, J- Uncle Jams. Uncle Jams. Yeah. So I thought that was just Well, thing. I don't know. You know Adam Sandler. I don't know. Yeah. His daughters are in the movie. I know. Yeah, I did not know that. That's why I thought they were all just a family. No. All right. Anyways. Goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, follow the pod at Haters Film Club. Follow me at Chloe underscore R Mercier on Instagram and Letterboxd. And follow me at Curly Femme at Instagram and at Letterboxd and at your mama's house. Oh. All right. 
Bye. Bye, bye, bye.